You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Okay, so I am back with Katie Gustafson. Did I do it? Nailed it. Okay, I've gotten (laughs) really good at that one. She was on our podcast uh, a couple months ago, I guess that was. You're the licensed clinical therapist that uses the Enneagram in your practice. And I got so much positive feedback because so many people that listen to this podcast are really into the Enneagram, as am I. So you and I decided to keep the conversation going because I think there are so many different layers to the Enneagram and we're going to keep diving into it. And so today we were going to talk about subtypes and wings, which we'll dive into in a second. But for those who might just be tuning into this podcast and they missed the last one, first of all, you guys go listen to that podcast because it was super helpful in breaking down each number of the Enneagram and why it's important to do and helpful to do in your life. But can you kind of go back, Katie, and give us just a quick refresher? Like, what is the Enneagram? Sure. Um, So my elevator pitch has changed a little bit over the years because I've just developed a different relationship with the Enneagram over the course of about 15 years. But, you know, it's mostly known as a personality typing system uh, that teaches that there are nine core personality types in the world one of which we all, one of which we gravitated towards in early childhood. So each of, each of these nine personality types see the world really differently. And one way is not better or worse or right and, or wrong. It's just kind of, it's, it's just the water you swim in, um, in your type. And so I, I, over the years in, in my practice, you know, have, have really made a point to not just stay on kind of the surface level of personality type, um, but to actually use the Enneagram as a tool for transformation. And, um, and it really is just that it is, in my opinion, a psycho spiritual tool that we can use, um, for deeper self-awareness and, 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 and growth, um, and self-development. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a lot, the last podcast, but I find it to be super beneficial in relationships, specifically that one sentence you just said that each number sees the world from a different perspective. Right. And I feel like we as humans just assume that everyone sees things the same way. I know I find myself doing it all of the time in relationships and it, it causes, a lot of conflicts within relationships with whether they're business or romantic or whatever, because you can take things personally when people handle things differently. But once you understand, Oh, they're just an eight and they're coming from this perspective and I'm a four. And so I'm looking at it in this perspective, it kind of like helps you navigate that dynamic and then resolves conflict for me at least. Well, and I think what it does too, Kelly, is it, it really gives us so much more compassion mm-hmm. for ourselves and for other people, because you're right. You know, 
if, if I, if I know about someone, you know, like, let's, let's use your example, like for, like, for example, an eight, you know, if I know what is motivating them in their personality, um, if I know that they're not just trying to suck on purpose or any other type for that matter, yeah. you know, there's actually a driving motivation that affects the way they behave, the way they think, the way they even speak and carry themselves. Then all of a sudden I can kind of like let down my guard and be open to them and have compassion for them. And then of course, I mean, for ourselves, I just feel like the Enneagram is such a beautiful tool for self-compassion because it goes deeper than personality. It really tells us, you know, the why, the motivation behind how we think or patterns of thought, our patterns of emotion and our, and our, and our behavioral patterns as well. Um, so there's just a whole lot of compassion baked in it as well that I feel like is just been such a gift to me using it both in my life and in my work. Absolutely. I mean, when I read about my number, I am a four, like I just said, but, um, when I read about it, I think you kind of cringe sometimes at first because you're like, Oh, I hate that part of my personality, but it also just hearing someone else say it or seeing it written out, however you look at it. It kind of the understanding piece, the compassion piece, like you're talking about, it opens up your whole world into growth, into navigating and understanding yourself into um, maybe even understanding what your purpose is or where you should take your journey in this life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great point Um, because every, every type, and we're going to learn every subtype Mm -hmm. has a really distinct growth path. Um, just like they have very distinct kind of subconscious patterns Mm -hmm. also have very distinct growth paths. So that's, what's so fun. Um, and so really empowering using the Enneagram is that it's really not just about understanding our personality and the way we behave in life, but it's, it's really to identify our personality, especially the limiting parts of our personality. So we can grow beyond those parts of our personality so that we can open up to just a, a, a fuller, more, um, just more balanced way of living, right? Yeah. We're yeah. not stuck in our, our little personality story, you know, and way of, of behaving and reacting, you know, so we can yeah. kind of grow beyond that. Um, and that, that tends to be just such a powerful thing to use with clients and obviously to just practice in our lives is, you know, what is my specific growth path? What are my patterns and how do I relax those mm-hmm. so that I'm more open to something better and open to something um, more loving? Yeah, I love this is a one little note. And then I really do want to get into this sometimes, but I could talk about this with you forever. But um, I love using it in therapy because, you know, I've always looked at therapy as a way to understand why I do what I do so that the things either in my personality or my behaviors that are causing me problems in my life, I can grow through them. Where a lot of people, I think, look at therapy as like a punishment or whatever, when in reality, it's just like, no, we're actually just trying to understand ourselves, to be able to accept, love, have compassion for ourselves and grow into the best version of ourselves. Totally. And the Enneagram is a huge tool for that, I believe. So I'm super, super glad to use it in your practice. Um, Okay. So if you guys want to know, if you're sitting here listening and you're like, well, I don't know my number, a great place to start would be the last podcast I did with Katie because she broke down each specific number and some of the characteristics that are the driving forces behind each individual number, why they do what they do, kind of the descriptors. And so today we are going to break down wings and subtypes. And so people are probably like, Either you know about this if you're an Enneagram person or you're like, a do what? Like a wing, a subtype, what is that? So let's start maybe with subtypes. Is that the best way to go? Okay. I think I, because I think subtypes are more helpful. Okay. Okay. 
I really want to dig into subtypes and there's a little bit more kind of complexity to them. Um, and a lot of people get mixed up and actually think, um, that our subtypes are our wings and Mm. it's not a mistake because there's actually lots of different theories about subtypes and about wings. And I have so much respect for so many Enneagram teachers. This is the way I learned um, subtypes. This is the way I learned to teach and use the Enneagram through coaching and, and, and therapy. Um, and, and I feel like this picture of subtypes is the most comprehensive and the most practically helpful in terms of, in terms of doing that self-work and, okay. and having that real growth path. So, so it is a bit of like a 2.0 kind of subject. It's, it's a little complex. However, there's a way I think that we can understand it um, and break it down to not make it so. And, you know, it's just like, <laughs> Kelly, you'll appreciate this. When you go to a paint store, mm-hmm. like if you've ever had to find the right white paint for your room or your house, there's not just one, there's oh, no. 800 yeah. white paint colors, right? So one is not going to fit all the needs that we have, right? There's right. so many different variations of one color, you know, there's so many directions you could go and they all depend on lighting and, you know, the size of the room or what have you. So I kind of use that as, as an example, basically subtypes are a more high definition way of typing. So okay. there's nine core types and within each type, there are three subtypes. So that actually multiplies to give us 27 subtypes. So we actually are not just bound by seven. Um, I mean, by nine types, we, we, we now have 27 types. Okay. Um, if we're looking and talking about subtypes. Okay. And so let me just kind of explain how that works. So subtypes are, are based on this idea that we as human beings are governed by instinctual drives and, and, and mainly three instinctual drives. One is social, one is sexual, and one is self-preservation. And these instinctual animal drives are necessary for life on earth, right? Like we need these, they're, it's this animal wisdom that we all possess, right? Um, so they, they're very unconscious. Um, we're not really consciously thinking about them. Um, so a, the subtype is the instinctual drive that we are most governed by mixed with our types passion or our driving emotional pattern in our type. So for example, um, I'm a self-preservation four. I think we talked about this thinking you were too, right? I think I might be, I was just reading about them and I'm not positive. But okay. I need to, I need to, yeah, I want to know how to figure that out. So that will, we'll get to that too. But you and I are both fours. And so you're, what you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, is if we have different subtypes, our flavor of four could look a little different as far yeah. as what we identify with as the driving force behind our personality. Correct. Okay. So yes, and we'll get to that in more, in more detail. So basically, if you combine our, our dominant driving kind of instinctual drive yeah, um, and the passion of our type, which every type, every, uh, every one of the nine types has a, a basic emotional pattern or passion. So for fours, it's envy, right? Mm-hmm. For twos, it's pride for, for, you know, um, for sevens, it's gluttony. Um, so that passion mixed with the dominant instinct that we have um, creates our subtype. And so that's kind of where we come up with subtypes. Now I want to go a little bit deeper into kind of what they are and why they matter. Um, So this, this basic instinctual drive that we all have um, combines with this passion or this emotional pattern within our type to give us a much more high definition picture of who we are in our type. So 
you know, there you can have three different fours lined up and they could all look very, very different. Hmm. Right. Okay. Like fours are not all the same. Um, just like the, like white paint color is not all the same. You're going to have, you know, that's why, especially type sixes are guilty of this as well. And very, it's a great example of why subtypes are so important. You can have three sixes lined up in each of different subtypes within the six that look vastly different from each other. So one of the main reasons we use subtypes is because we can easily mistype ourselves with only using the nine types, right? So here's a great example. Um, Self-preservation fours, which you're kind of flirting with, and that's my subtype. Um, Self-preservation fours can often be mistyped as threes Mm -hmm. or sevens or even ones. But when we understand that this core, the subtype within the four looks different than the other two fours. It's kind of a more like a sunnier four, like like a a more um, kind of task focused, um, really kind of more high functioning in terms of doing and planning. Um, We see that the self-preservation four doesn't even look really like the other two fours. It can look very different. And so because we now know more about the subtypes, we have this wealth of deeper nuance and complexity within the 27 that we don't get with just the nine. Okay. That makes sense. It does make sense. But I, I'm now really debating if I'm a self-preservation for or not <laughs> based <laughs> off of that. But but I, I guess my question um, well, maybe I'll just let you keep going then because let me, um, let me talk about the instincts really fast. Okay. Okay. I'm going to break down the sexual or one-to-one it's called, um, self-preservation and social. So those okay. are three instinctual drives that we're working with. Okay. Um, those are the three instinctual drives that, you know, whatever you're dominant in, when that combines with, um, the passion of a type, you kind of are now introduced to a new type, if you will. Um, some of the 27 subtypes um, aren't even in the original nine types um, because they're just so, um, they're, they're just, it's, it's such a great kind of close up picture of type that we don't get with the nine types. So here's the three instincts. I think this is probably gonna help us because this is a little, it's a little um, clunky. I feel like, um, at first, so self-preservation instinct, um, if that's your dominant PS, we have all three of these, but we're dominant. Okay. In- that was going to be my question. Cause I feel like what you said, I'm like, Oh, I feel like that sometimes, but not really consistently. So is it sort of the same as, um, I think we, well, we'll talk about this when we talk about wings, but you have a little bit of each thing. And so sometimes it shows differently within your personality or one can be more dominant than the other. Yes. Okay. So one is more dominant than the other. And one classically is more you than the other two throughout life, but they can, they can shift in their sequence. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. They can totally shift around throughout life and, and within the sequence that they're in, but we all have these three instincts. One is going to be dominant and one is going to be repressed. Okay. And one is going to be in the middle. So, okay. so the self-preservation instinct, as you probably could imagine, is this kind of preoccupation with safety and comfort and health and energy and, and well-being, especially in a physical sense, right? Um, in a word, they're very concerned with having resources. Mm. So that drive is that drive if it's self-preservation, it's going to look more like that. Okay. Okay? So the sexual instinct or the one-to-one, and just because it's called sexual instinct, doesn't really mean it's all about like the act of sex. It's really more about like this preoccupation with this like intensity, um, intense drive for stimulation and bonding, um, this kind of constant awareness of chemistry, 
um, being, you know, one-on-one with a person or small group of people, they're very, um, attraction focused or, or notice the lack thereof, if there's a lack Mm. of attraction. Um, and, and they, you know, they're, they're very, they're the most energized of all the instincts. So this, if it's, if it's your top, you're just going to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more intense. And it's, it's, it's about that bonding experience in life and kind of furthering this, like, you know, this like human development kind of um, creation almost, but it's not necessarily in a sexual sense. It's very much just in a, an energetic sense. Okay. Okay. So that's the sexual, Um, the social instinct, um, is governed by this preoccupation um, with how they relate to the group or don't relate to the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about adapting themselves to serve the needs of whatever social kind of situation they're in. So social types are really aware of people um, and, and people and situations and groups and how they relate to those groups as well. Um, Social Social instinct seeks personal connection, whereas the sexual instinct seeks pers- like personal intimacy. So mm. all about connection. They're, they tend to be warmer, a little bit warmer than the other two, um, and more open and engaging. So it kind of goes along with the name social. Yeah. Um, it's all about how they, you know, how they um, kind of, fit into the group or don't fit in. And then this sexual instinct is governed by, you know, this intensity, this energy, this bonding energy, um, and, you know, a very kind of intimacy driven instinct. And then of course the self-preservation is all about like keeping personal, um, well-being and safety and security and having resources for a good life. Okay. I have a question. So you said every number has all three of these. Right. Can, can you, if, if in each person has all three of them, one is just more dominant than the other. Can you have different relationships bring out cert, like a certain um, subtype? Like, because what you just said, I genuinely identify with all three in different scenarios in my life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. And they, I think they vacillate, right? Like, I mean, in college, I was probably more of a social right. subtype. That was probably my, like higher, you know, when, you know, when I first like started dating my husband, I was probably more like wanting to bond and have that right. more develop intimacy, you know? Um, but, it, you know, as a rule, in my mind, we kind of, we have one that tends to be higher than the other two consistently. Okay. So it's really, it's really about looking back and kind of scanning the course of our lives and, and asking ourselves, which instinct has felt the most driving for me? Okay. Which has felt the most dominant? And, you know, it's nothing to the first, the first step is finding your type, you know, find, you know, what your type is. Um, And there's so many resources to do that. I think we talked a lot about those in the last episode. You know, the second step is understanding and getting a a picture of what the subtypes are, because a lot of times that first step of getting typed, um, sometimes we mistype based on the fact that, you know, we aren't aware of all these subtypes that are available to us that give us just a higher definition picture of what our type actually is. Right. So that's why like doing the work of the subtypes, even just learning about the subtypes after we've kind of got an idea of our dominant type is so important. It just, it just helps give us more nuance and a a straighter growth path because each of the 27 have very, very strategic growth paths. Um, into bringing in more balance, right? And so if we are dominant in one instinct, 
Um, like I'm using myself again as a self-preservation for, I know that the one that gets left out a lot in my life is the, the social. And so I have to be mindful of bringing balance where there's imbalance. So we learn how to work with the subtypes when we understand what's our top and what's our, our, our lowest, because a lot of the powerful work that we can do is again, it's all about bringing balance where there's imbalance within our type. Okay. And, and, and because instincts are so subconscious, mm-hmm. there's such a gift in even learning about the subtypes, learning about the instinct and learning about as a result, what our subtype is, because it brings this fresh awareness to a part of our lives. We've been unconscious to really. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading um, when I was researching about subtypes, a lot of people say sometimes it's even easier for a partner or a friend to kind of help you in your awareness of your subtype because we're, it's so subconscious that we might not even be able to identify some of those behaviors within ourselves in a true capacity. Totally. No, it's that is such I'm glad you said that because. Because, yeah, you nailed it because these are unconscious instinctual drives that are, that are, that are kind of merging with this unconscious emotional habit that we have in our type. A lot of times we're asleep to it. Right. So people around us are, have a much better view into what's happening oftentimes um, than we do, which is really fascinating. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Talk me through a little bit about, you mentioned there's a driving force for each number, right? Like the, we I keep using the four as the example, but hopefully you guys are okay with that, but that's because Katie and I are both four. So it's an easy one for us. But so a four, for instance, you said envy, which I hate that about the four. Like I hate that part of my personality, but I think it is true. Um, how does that play in or what's the connection with the subtype? Is the, is the subtype driven by that driving force? 
Yes. Yeah, so, okay. so yeah, this is a really great thing. And again, this is why this is more kind of like a, a complex um, kind of deeper dive into the Enneagram um, because it, yeah, it is, it's a little, it's a little heady. So, so every type has what's called a passion and the passion of each type is the emotional pattern that we get stuck in that kind of drives our whole character structure. Okay. So, so if you look at all of them in a list, it's basically the seven deadly sins plus two others. So, you know, so every type um, has, you know, type fours, um, envy, type fives, avarice or greed, type sixes, fear, type sevens, gluttony, um, type nines, inertia or sloth, um, type one, anger, type two, pride, type three, deceit. So every, every type has a, a passion and, and this emotional pattern, um, again, a lot of times we're, we're unconscious. We're, t- they're so subconscious that that's what I love about the Enneagram is that when we start to learn about our character structure and what makes that up and really kind of this seminal part of our character structure ends up being the passion because it really does drive us forward in our, in our, a lot of our kind of patterns. Right. 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 So taking this emotional pattern or passion when that passion merges with one of the three instincts, that's our top instinct we're given our, our subtype. Okay. And so, so basically we have, again, 27 subtypes, um, three versions of all nine types and which then give us more definition. Um, and they help us type ourselves with more clarity. Okay. Um, and here's another thing because you know, not all fours look the same, not all sixes look the same, not all eights look the same, you know, um, social, social eights sometimes get mistyped as type twos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's just so many different examples, um, that we could dig into and we don't have time, but suffice it to say, we have so much more exactness using subtypes Um, If we take the time to really read and understand, there's some tests out there that I really appreciate that I feel like do a really good job in terms of helping us nail down our subtype. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's so much more helpful because we have now 27 growth paths. We have this very, very defined path. Um, that we can use in our self-development, you know, and also, again, they, they tell us why two people in the same type look totally different. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of benefit, you know, typing it's, you know, and I do a lot of typing interviews with people, people will just kind of, you know, hire me to, to help them find their type through a typing interview. And we really do look at not just the nine types, but we look at the 27 subtypes mm-hmm. um, because that's going to give them the most clarity in terms of, you know, the nuances within their type, but also their growth path. Yeah. And I love the part about the balance being so important because even understanding the different subtypes can help you see where you're operating from maybe in your personality and like, oh, that's the driving force behind that behavior. And some of them you'll probably like, and some of them you probably won't. And that's okay because- there can be growth to where you can integrate a little bit better into each subtype and find a little more balance. I love that. Okay. So wings, this is the other part. And I think people talk a little uh, more freely about wings, as you said earlier, it's, it's a more uh, heavily discussed thing, but um, each number has two wings, but it's the dominant versus the non-dominant again. And we're looking for balance, right? within our wings. Let's explain what a wing is. Let's backtrack and like start from the beginning and do exactly what you just did with a subtype. Tell the people what a wing is. Okay. 
So if you think about an airplane, right, it has two wings that mm-hmm. helps the airplane get from point A to point B. It would okay. be really useless if we did not have two wings and only had one. Yes. <laughs> so we have a dominant wing and that, that can vacillate again. You know, there's a lot of theories around that, but wings flavor your type essentially. Okay. Um, and I don't like to focus on wings because I don't think there's as much depth to them. Um, basically, if you look at the Enneagram symbol, um, you will find nine types. And obviously there are two types that flank each type. So for our, for us force, we have three wing and we have a five wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically um, those wings are, are helpful in understanding, um, you know, which, which wing characterizes us more than the other. So I think you and I probably both have stronger three wings. Yeah, I definitely Um, do. And so that's helpful information because it kind of, it kind of helps us understand, you know, okay, I've got this five wing and this three wing. These are very familiar um, but also they might be in conflict with our type. So, you know, mm-hmm. whenever, we, whenever we feel like, oh, that's, that's really, that's really odd. I'm doing this kind of out of character thing. And well, it, it might be because of the wing, the stronger wing that you kind of lean more towards. Oh. Um, so it's, you know, when people say I'm a two wing seven, there's no such thing as that. Like I've always said that people say that like that kind of stuff all the time. And I'm like, what do I just completely misunderstand that? Well, I think it's just not been because there are so many theories. There's so many different teachers and teachings. It gets confusing. And let's face it. Like Instagram is probably not the best place to learn um, the ins and outs of the Enneagram because it's just very, very, high level kind of optics of our personality typically. Yeah. Um, but you know, no one is a pure type, right? We all have all of the types within us. Um, we have a dominant type and it's interesting because our dominant type is actually connected to four other types on the Enneagram pretty intimately. Um, so I'll use us for example, again, a four, we have two wings a five, Mm -hmm and a three that we're connected to, but we also have, you know, two lines connecting us mm. to other types. So we also have a very um, important relationship with the, with the one point one and with point two. And so all of that is meant to help us understand our type more, understand how we are unique in our type and basically to excavate kind of a, a growth path forward. Um, it, it does, it, it adds some important and sometimes kind of contradictory elements to your kind of total personality. And, and in some ways your wing is kind of the, like the second side of your personality. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that, you know, so for example, I'm a four with a three wing. If you ask me, Hey, what's your, what's your type? Oh, I'm a four with a three wing. Okay, well, so that tells me something, but you don't know what part of the three I really resonate with. You don't know kind of, there's so much about the three, you know, that could be anything. So it really just doesn't give you the high definition that the subtypes give. Okay, that makes sense. It's a flavoring, right? It's It's like going to the ice cream store and having like, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and then you have all these different kind of flavorings around them. Like combinations. Yeah. Well, I do think it's a funny point that you make about the two numbers that you're next to completely being in conflict with your personality. Because like, I think about an eight, for instance, which is the challenger, right? And then on the other side of that is a nine, which is the peacemaker. (laughs) And it's like, how does that work? That's like such a funny combination. But it just goes to show that we all have all of these different facets to our personalities. I think certain people, certain dynamics, certain times in our life, all bring out different things, our health level, like how emotionally healthy we are, how in touch with ourselves we are, all of those things play into which part of our personality is really thriving or really showing up 
in every day. It could be for me every hour sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's so fascinating. It really, really is. And I mean, all of these things are so meant to just really support us in our, our self-awareness. And yeah. it's, it's a way of paying attention to our personality. It's a way of paying attention to our patterns. Um, so not so, so as to kind of buy into them, but to really, um, to really ask ourselves, is this working for me or not? Yes. You know, um, if it's not, let's, let's change the story here because, you know, this is not especially life-giving and supportive and guess what? I can totally rewrite my story if I want to, I don't have to Absolutely. Stay. So it gives this kind of, it just gives this great big kind of um, glossary of, you know, really helpful, um, ways in which to grow and, and ways in which to pay attention, both subtypes and wings, um, and wings. I mean, again, they're just, they're resource points on the framework of the Enneagram, just like the lines are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a theory that kind of says that we are, we lean more heavily on one wing in the first half of life and, more heavily on the other wing in the second half mm. of life. I think that is really fascinating. I mean, I, I see how that could work. Yeah. You know, there's also, there's also probably something that I really love to do with clients is taking both of the wings and using them for personal transformation by integrating one at a time, um, the helpful characteristics of both wings mm. into our type. So kind of taking that counterclockwise wing, which would be the three and infusing some of those like higher personality, higher traits of the three into the fours experience to kind of sharpen us and totally. um, help us be more, you know, action oriented or whatnot. But then also using the five point or the clockwise wing and also integrating some of those qualities that are so helpful if we use them um, consciously. Um, just really a cool way to work with the wings as well. Yeah, I actually really buy into that because I was sitting here thinking, we both just said we have a more dominant three wing. And I actually do believe that has been true, especially I would say in my last 10 years, the real achiever part yeah. of the three, I've been very driven by that. And I actually really appreciate that for the four personality. Cause if I didn't have it, I would get real stuck in the emo part of the four and just all the feels and not actually taking the action steps, you know, however, we're sitting here really dissecting and learning and doing all those things. And that's more of a five, you know, like I could read about this stuff all day. I could, you know, go to a different book, listen to a different podcast, really absorb as much information as I possibly can contain. And that is a part of the five personality that I really appreciate also. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can really can use all of them to your benefit. They're all resources. They're yeah. All points. So Great. how you mentioned a couple tests and I've, uh, I am going to put all of this stuff on velvetsedge.com for you guys, because I know it's a lot of information to digest, but where can people figure out what their subtype is? I think a wing is a little more simple to figure out um, just based off of you can kind of go, okay, I'm a four, I have a three and a five on the other side, but where can we go figure out our subtypes and our wings? Yeah. Well, I, um, I mean, my favorite place <laughs> always, which is the least um, immediate is self-study. Okay. Um, there are some books that I think the, <clears throat> the most comprehensive book on subtypes, it's my favorite Enneagram book. And it's, it's become like a Bible for me, um, is called the complete Enneagram. Okay. It's like the, the path, the 27 paths to self growth or development, something like that. But Beatrice Chestnut is the author. She is, um, just an incredible, incredible, author and, and, and just inspired teacher. Um, that book is how I would start if I were really wanting to deep dive. Now there's other ways. I mean, there's, there's, there's several personality, um, type tests 
on, you know this, on the internet. You yes. can go and find lots of them. However, I don't, I don't know that the majority of them are very helpful um, or accurate. So there's a couple. One is actually just about to drop. Uh, Beatrice is about to release. Um, and she, by the way, has done most of um, most of the work with subtypes. She's really brought subtypes to the forefront um, really since the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, and so she's kind of the world's expert, leading expert on subtypes, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and she's developed a test that I'm probably going to have to give you next week. I don't know when this is going to drop, but I'll, I'll give you um, the name of that test and we can maybe put that in the show notes or something because yeah. it's to me, I think that's going to be like revolutionary to have that test because it's going to really test everything. The other one that is live um, that you can go um, take, it's it's a little expensive. It's like $60, but it's very, very comprehensive. Um, and that is the EQ, IEQ9. Oh. I'll also give you that. Have you taken that one? That's how I figured out I was a four was the main test for that because I mistyped. Like I got, I kept testing as a two and I was like, I'm not a two. I know I'm not a two. Yeah. Um, but then that was the I nine, I guess. Is that the bigger test? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, that was the one that I figured out I was a four. So he has a subtype test as well. Yeah. To my knowledge, it's the same test. I know. Mm. I may need to go look back in my printout then. Cause he, the cool thing about that test is they give you such an in-depth breakdown. To me, it was worth every penny because it dissects how you act in a relationship. I'm sure it does talk about a subtype and there was just so much information. I didn't fully process it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really helpful. You may go back and look at it because I think because it's such a long printout, like right. you're like me, you probably like went through the first 10 pages and you're like, sweet, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some subtype stuff in there too. Okay, cool. Um, those are the two tests that I think okay. I trust the most. That book, um, Beatrice's book is, is like, I, I think that's like the one, one stop shopping for type subtype things. It's just the history of the Enneagram. It's a beautiful book. Fantastic. Um, okay. So you mentioned the book. We talked about the test. I also want to know where people can find you. And especially if you're in Nashville or I don't know if you do virtual sessions, but if you're looking for a therapist that really integrates the Enneagram into her practice, Katie is definitely that. So tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So I do definitely work virtually. Um, I do a lot of Enneagram coaching, um, and I do a lot of therapy using the Enneagram too. And I, I kind of like differentiate those things, like doing the work of therapy is kind of looking back and, and looking at your past and your story and your trauma and really, um, just kind of bringing some like hopeful healing to that space mm -hmm. and then really using the coaching, um, um, you know, after that process, coaching is such an amazing kind of solution focused way to um, put the Enneagram to work in your life and really achieve your goals and your desired outcomes using this tool. So, so both are so important. Um, I'm, my website is katiegustafson.co um, and on Instagram, I'm at katiegustafson.co. trying to think. I also have um, an Enneagram based self care kind of monthly program that mm -hmm. offers a toolkit of, um, of tools that are Enneagram based, um, that help kind of support your self-care journey and kind of take all the guesswork out of that. And it's called the practice. And you can find that on my website as, as well. And there's an Enneagram test that comes along with that membership. So it's a great way to kind of begin that journey of Enneagram. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I am. I love that. And as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, Katie's going to be back on the Velvet's Edge podcast regularly to kind of dissect and dive deeper into the Enneagram with us. So whatever questions you guys have, email me at kelly at velvetsedge.com or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram at Velvet's Edge. We want to know what y'all are finding interesting, what's resonating with you. Also, just what you are like, what about this Enneagram stuff? Because it's so... 
It's so much sometimes, but it's so good and so fascinating. So we're just going to keep talking about it. I do think these breakdowns really help though, because if you hadn't explained subtype, I don't think I would have ever even looked into that, you know? Well, so, and I want to just like circle back and just make sure I take care of everyone listening. Like this is a lot to metabolize and it is confusing. And even if you try to break it down 200 times, it's still, we, it's just, it's not like an instant gratification, immediate process. It really is like the process of self-discovery is learning your type, learning your subtype, doing the work to come to that um, insight, um, which I think is so, so important and so fun, honestly. But yeah, if you're confused, you're, you're in the right space. (laughs) Keep coming back. (laughs) Coming back. We're going to get, we're going to get more clarity as we go. Amazing. Katie, thank you so much for being here again. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.